Hello, this is Asen from How I Met Your Money podcast, and this is where we cover all things money. Welcome back to the podcast, and today we're going to talk about how to do valuation. Uh, this is actually more art than science, and as I've mentioned in my previous episode, not something easy to do accurately. And this is especially so if uh, the market is doing really badly, like right now. So, in many ways, there are many schools for valuation, uh, but today what I'm going to cover is more of the concepts towards building your own valuation method uh, by certain parameters. So hopefully after listening, uh, you can start to put it into practical use. Uh, but before we jump into valuation, I think there's two things that is important that you have to know. Uh, you have to first classify the company. Uh, is it mainly a growth stock, dividend stock, or a mi- mixture of both? Uh, you also have to identify the industry that it belongs to. Um, so these are the two main ingredients that you have to start with. So I will first try to explain my views on why we have to identify these items first. So first off, classifying the equity type. We have to know if it is mainly growth, uh, dividend or mixture because the valuation method and financial information that we will focus on will differ. Uh, For example, a company which is in its early stages would definitely be in the reds in terms of uh, its finance. So even if they could choose to be profitable uh, and scale slowly, it might be strategically better for them to reinvest all that revenue back into growing its business first. And in fact, they might even undertake more debt. So this is especially true if the business operations uh, can scale easily and scale well and they can bank in on a network effect. Um, but that doesn't mean that we are immediately going to discount it or bet on them freely. Uh, we can still find ways to give us good estimation so we will talk more about this more on this later. Um, so if it was a dividend stock then we will then be looking at the gearing ratio uh, how sustainable the dividend is and if the management of the company is doing a good job at maintaining or growing its business with proper financial uh, finance prudency uh, so this has to come hand in hand with the industry that they are in as well so secondly uh, we also want to identify the industry that they are in and the reason is for different industries you will have to focus on different items Uh, Their assets and liability for each industry are going to be quite distinctive. Uh, For example, in digital marketing, uh, we want to know the traffic count to determine its market share and hence get a rough value for the company. Uh, For an automaker, for example, we may want to know if their production level is is rising on a year-on-year basis. Uh, I believe that all of the automakers are now running on a market pool rather than a market push basis, uh, meaning productions are quite tightly tied to the sales count. Uh, Of course, there's some fundamental items that we need to take note of, like, you know, the population in the world uh, is an aging population. Of course, the world population is still growing, 
but you have to factor in whether uh, the areas or the countries where uh, the population that is growing are they going to be buying the cars uh, from these manufacturers so these are kind of like long term uh, fundamental horizon for the industry that you need to look after so in different industry we can see that we have different determinants you know and indicators of a company's well-being uh, it actually depends quite a bit or require quite a bit of uh, creativity on your part um, but if you have a good knowledge of that industry um, then you should be able to you know do valuation much better uh, but usually what we want to do is we, c- we can pick just maybe one to three indicators that will best reflect um, the business health of that industry. And yeah, you should never pick industry that you don't understand. If not, you cannot do valuation well. Uh, if you're just reading it based off financial news or analysts, um, it's kind of like, gambling as well uh, you really need to dig down into the um, numbers personally I feel at the end of the day the stock that you're buying is an actual business uh, so okay right now uh, we are going to talk about the actual valuation process so this is actually my very own method um, but I, I, I actually removed the fundamental aspect to it there is a fun- fundamental and technical aspect um, but the core of the valuation method is pretty simple and straightforward. So for your investments, uh, to earn you a return, uh, there are two ways, right? It's either capital appreciation or dividend return and dividend returns. So capital appreciation is determined by market demand, right? The market price is a reflection of supply and demand. So demand rises as a company income increases or various other business indicators, you know, reflecting that a company is expanding or growing healthily. And dividend returns are determined by the management of the company. Usually a company would transition from a non-dividend paying stock to a dividend paying one uh, when most of its revenue is not needed to fund growth anymore. Uh, this is also a sign of maturing for the company. So no matter how, uh, no matter capital appreciation or dividend returns though, we know that both can only happen if there is good cash flow. So, and this is actually the call to all valuations. Uh, if you have a finance background or have done any basic finance module before, uh, you must have heard of net present value um, there are a few more models um, like the Gordon growth model and such uh, but I want to talk about the very basic one so basically the net present value will sum up all future profits uh, whilst accounting for inflation so herein lies the issue we cannot predict the future accurately and also the further into the future um, the more difficult it is uh, for the predictions to get it right. So for me, basically, I factor only for the next seven years. I think this is the number I use because I feel like there is enough time uh, for a company's direction to differ. Uh, also, it's a long enough time uh, such that 
you know a, a, a company should be able to uh, gain value in this time period rather than you know getting distracted by the fluctuations so this is some you know it, it's something like two people cycling away in different direction uh, the first few seconds they may not be that far away but you know after a minute you can see a bigger difference so if you were to pick a, a value company which is good in the right industry at the same time uh, chances are they are going to pull away from uh, you know the the rest of the market so of course you can feel free to change the number of years but i think four is the minimum and it feels like a tad too far to get a good estimate on the eighth year so uh, just google net present value calculator and you should be able to get this one up so but my MPV method is different from the academic one uh, where they will factor in into infinity. So my benchmark is using other companies that are also listed as well. Uh, if you remember earlier on this episode, I mentioned the one to three indicators. So let's use an example here. Let's say online marketing industry. So because I think this one is easy to understand for everyone. So let's say we are doing valuation for Facebook and we are using just the web traffic as the indicator so ideally we should have two more in this case uh, but let's just go with one so we will have to do a little bit of research and pull up all the monthly web traffic for its competitor in the same line so we can pull out google snapchat amazon uh, twitter pinterest uh, there could be more that i that i have missed out so what we are going to do is to find out how much percentage of the pie that Facebook is taking and is there a consistent trend for its market share changing. Uh, of course, all these companies have other business investments as well, uh, but we are only going to keep it simple here. So by comparing the net present value to the percentage of market share that Facebook holds, uh, we can determine if it is overvalued or undervalued by benchmarking it with the market average. So if there is market share growing, uh, we can actually include that in the MPV portion as well by multiplying by the rates of growth for the, for the next 7 years. So I would recommend giving it a smaller rate of growth uh, than the present rates um, just to play it safe. So we do not actually have to give any weightage to the asset it owns unless uh, it is adding on cash flow. Uh, we only have to care about cash flow and the profit it generates for the most part. And you can take this for an, as an example. Uh, if I own a fast food restaurant and at the same time I own an Italian restaurant, so of course the furnishings of the Italian restaurant is likely going to be more expensive. But at the end of the day, uh, what counts is the profit. I cannot factor in the assets as well inside because if I were to sell those tables in my restaurant, then uh, can my business even still operate? So you can argue that we can compare um, the efficiency of the business making use of its capital, but everything will actually eventually be reflected in the cash flow. If I can expand my business more easily with less capital for the fast food restaurant, uh, you, you know, in time to come, I will be able to open another one and my cash flow will increase as well. So I hope you can see, start to see my point for that one. 
Um, so I only barely covered one industry and I only used uh, one example. So what about you know examples like aviation or medical technology? So in this case, we cannot be using market share anymore. Uh, for example, airliners, they can be taking many different routes, uh, charging different prices, renting or buying planes. There are too many variables. Uh, you have to do your own homework in order to pick the indicator that best um, reflect um, its valuation uh, compared to its market. So anyway, airliners are not an industry that I would recommend. Uh, you can buy airport stocks or airport service companies, uh, but the airliners itself is really risky and you can see how tight their margins are and there are always airliners getting bankrupt um, because of you know financial issues uh, because of a crash you know things you, the company can be well and about but you know after some bad news an airline can easily uh, just go bankrupt which is out of their manage uh, of the management's control so now about doing valuation for a company that is growing uh, like a growth stock uh, this one is actually less complicated than the other one uh, i think most people would think that this one should be should have been harder as there are no companies to compare with uh, but just hear me out if you could recall in the last episode i mentioned uh, you know nicola and ford motors right uh, it could certainly reach the heights of ford motors but if it was already priced near the valuation of Ford Motors, then what gains are there left for you to make? Uh, maybe you can make some, but I would bet that you won't get much out of it. So for growth companies, uh, I will show you how I do valuation for it. So let me make an example using Amazon here. So right now, we know the revenue is $161 billion and the growth rate for the previous three years for the revenue has been 23%, 24%, and 35%. So I usually use the average of the last three years and then I will discount that amount by 20%. So we will assume 27% growth rate for the next seven years. And that would mean that by that time, they would have a revenue of $858 billion. Now we can divide the calculated future revenue uh, the number I just gotten by the current revenue uh, so we can see to, to, to find the multiple so um, then so if we do that that's like 858 divided by 161 which is the current revenue so my multiple would be 5.3 then this multiple can then be used to divide the current PE ratio to find out the future predicted PE ratio so the current PE ratio would actually be 14.5. Uh, this is actually much better than I thought. So I think a decent future PE ratio for a growth stock should not be more than 20. Uh, because I, I actually used 7 years, right? I think for 7 years, most companies would have actually seen its result already. So otherwise, I would consider it to be very, very overvalued. Because this is us giving the benefit of the doubt that, you know, it will continue to grow at that rate. 
Of course, I even lowered the growth rate by 20% already. Uh, so please take note that I'm, I'm saying 20% of the growth rate. So I'm actually deducting 20% of the percentage. Uh, we are not deducting 20% of its as is of, of the growth rate. So if it was 25% growth rate for the past three years, and I deducted, uh, you know, I discount 20%. I'm saying 20% of the 25%. So, so the rate will become 20%. I'm not taking 25% and minus 20% to get the 5%. And also, this means that we are actually paying the current price and we are expecting to hold for at least 7 years uh, if it all goes well. So you should be very careful with growth stocks because uh, they will be much more volatile. Uh, the price will fall sharply if it does not hit the growth rate expectations. Uh, this is why we only buy if the price and expected growth uh, gives you a good value for it. But before you even take your first step to buying that growth stock, you should look to see if its business model is actually running well and what's the trend for the market and that that actually gives you a, a a big clue whether or not the the growth will be sustainable of course right now for amazon the number will look good um 23 24 35% is a really high <laughs> growth rate right even if it if it even if it just maintains at 24% uh, i think it, that would be really high already but it seems like it's accelerating its growth as well. Uh, Amazon is not just in the e-commerce logistics business. Right now, it's also doing uh, the cloud service. If I'm not wrong, the AWS actually makes even more money for them. And they are currently the largest market shareholder for it. Um, so AWS is you know dealing with the cloud and... Well, everything in the world right now seems to be moving over uh, or porting towards the cloud already. So I think things is, are going really well for them. But this is just looking at uh, the valuation from the technical aspect. So you should look at the fundamental as aspect as well. Uh, if you want to start to include numbers from your fundamental analysis, uh, that can be done as well. Um, all you need to do is to actually look up the analyst report for the you know how big the market share uh sorry how big the future sector for it would be and how much the current market share that it actually has uh, but no matter what i do i always <coughs> i always give a small discount rate so i give myself a, a better margin for it um so to conclude this episode i just want to do a quick revision so if you want to do valuation for a growth stock, what you want to do is uh, get the previous, the latest three years uh, growth rate, uh, take the average, discount it by 20%, multiply that uh, for the next seven years and then get the expected revenue after seven years. Uh, take, the, take this number divided by the current revenue and then this is, this would be the multiple. Then take the current PE ratio to be divided by this multiple and see if the PE ratio is too high or, you know, for your liking. And I, I know that's quite a, a, a mouthful. Um, 
But if you you don't get it, yeah, just try to rewind back and listen it, listen to it again. Actually, there's not a lot of steps to it. And what you want to do for valuing your dividend stocks is to compare its net present value with the indi- the business indicator that you have picked, uh, and benchmark it against its competitors in the market. Uh, of course, you want it to be you know having a higher net present value uh, as a percentage uh, as a ratio to the business indicator that you have picked i think the best way to practice valuation uh, is to go back to 2015 2016 oh sorry uh, maybe go back to 2000 year 2000 um, and download uh, the next three years financial report you know 2000 2001 2002 and then after doing your valuation practice, you can actually immediately see the results for yourself, whether you have done or picked the right stock for each industry. So far, my experience with this kind of valuation method has been quite good. Um, the reason is because I'm actually making comparison in the industry that I have already selected and I'm actually picking from within that industry the company that has that, that presents the best value. Um, let's say if all of them are overvalued at that point in time, well, eventually um, someone from that group is going to remain as, uh, you know, is going to be, be coming out as the top leader. So by doing this valuation method, eventually, or you you are actually improving your chance of picking that winner. Um, hence or otherwise, if you want to diversify, uh, you can just select, you know, uh, instead of the top one, uh, maybe the top three from each industry that you have, you know, uh, performed this analysis for. So hopefully you can find a sweet spot indicator for the industry that you are researching in. And using the MPV method, uh, find the best value company from within that industry. So yeah, that's all for today's episode. Uh, See you in the next one.